into finding my yum. Ooh, you have like a bird. Yeah, I did like a little, oh. I think it's a Napoleon Dynamite thing. Oh. Maybe. <laughs> like, whoosh, whoosh, yeah. whoosh. Um, for all you listeners out there, yeah, that's a visual a bird. comment. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we have Molly on the podcast today. Uh, she's another person that I found from that Facebook group that mm-hmm. I've talked about quite a bit. Um, and I'm super excited because I've been interested in bringing on people to talk about BDSM in particular. Mm-hmm. And, get, and, and getting specific with it. Yeah, right? and getting yeah. specific with it. And um, Molly has a lot of interest in kinks and fetishes, but we we really talk about masochism, um, which is getting pleasure from pain. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I uh, it's a really interesting and awesome view into something that I, I don't know much about. And she shares with like such openness and vulnerability mm-hmm. that it was it was really lovely to speak with her and i think it was really interesting too to talk with her because she gets into sort of her her journey through things and how she sought out education around it and Correct. even how her views on it and what she's into has, has evolved too yeah um from originally being more submissive minded to now being more switchy um yeah. so yeah it was, it was really uh cool to have her on and, and to hear her talk about that kind of stuff yeah and i think you know as we've progressed with this podcast like the name finding my yum came from the idea of like I was like, oh, if I bring on these people, I'm scared. I won't be able to hold space for things that I don't know or it's mm-hmm. freaking me out or, you know, whatever. And the idea that you can like in a wonderfully loving way, yuck somebody's yum and that that can be a yum is like mm-hmm. yucking somebody's yum in a in a fantastic way. And so I think like it's it's conversations like this where, you know, we talk about things that 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 do like kind of move my insides and, and trigger me a little bit. And, and in like this exciting way of like, okay, you know, this isn't something I've experienced or felt in my body and, and everybody experiences pleasure in different ways and and how cool and weird and I don't know, it makes me feel like all the feels. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, I, I don't <laughs> agree. Agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so I think you guys are really going to enjoy. Uh, just a quick trigger warning, uh, mental uh, health issues do come up as well as self-harm um, uh, in her journey. So, uh, you know, we'll include some resources in the show notes if that resonates with anybody. Um, but yeah, just so you're aware, please listen with an open mind and enjoy. I'm feeling yummy head to toe. You see me. Ain't got no patience, so let's Yay! go. Welcome to Finding My Yum. We have Molly here today. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, so we got connected through this Facebook group I've actually talked about quite a bit on here, which is um, Sex Positive Universe for Women, Female mm-hmm. Identifying People. How did you come to be a part of it? Um, honestly, I have no recollection um (laughs) because i think you have to be invited or Mm -hmm. someone you have to know someone and i literally i have no idea i have no idea how i got in there but um since then my roommate both my roommates are in it uh some uh roommates co-workers who i know um so it's kind of exploded in my life in a way yeah yeah has it influenced like your exploration or like awaken or anything because for me personally it's really opened my eye like the friend that got me into it um has also been on the podcast but she's been a huge influence Mm -hmm. and then just like even being a part of this community has really transformed a lot of my awareness even and just like these conversations and this like celebratory nature of just women in general (laughs) in all aspects you know no totally it um yeah, it's definitely 
brought this new kind of like spiritual mysticalness that is now intersecting with my sexuality and it's been amazing to find just a group of people who are so open and honest um, I mean I've definitely posted multiple times on there um, you know asking about lingerie or asking about relationship things or you know I I've been to a party that was posted on there. I just did um, nude yoga that I found you through did? there. Yeah, How I'm going to the next one too. Oh, cool! Um, it was amazing. It was really, really cool. Um, I realized I had never been naked really in front of anybody other than like partners. Yeah, and I went to a Korean spa for okay. New Year's Eve, like the day the day of New Year's Eve, mm-hmm. and it's a fascinating experience, yeah. right? Like when you take the sexual nature out of uh, nudity and yeah. like just being a body. Yeah. It's beautiful and it's, it's very cool. Yeah. 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 It was very freeing and uh, really, I, and everybody was really confused because I went with my roommate and they're like, wait, you guys live together, but you're here together. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, it's not like that, but um, I loved it. So I'm definitely going to the next one. Yeah. It's yeah. amazing. I think one of the big, t- biggest takeaways for me from doing something like that and I I would like to go again is that I don't know I I've never seen I guess that many women's bodies so it was like this is so cool like everybody's so different and so wonderful and beautiful in their own way Mm -hmm. but like the standard that I think that I have to aspire to because of what they portray you know these perfect white women Mm -hmm. that have like been on magazines and and you know movies and stuff for as long as those have been around, are crazy. Yeah. Or, like, even porn, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I thought that that was, like, such a cool exploration of just, like, oh. And you can, like, look at people, and it doesn't have to be, like, this, like, seedy, like, oh, I'm, like, a voyeur. Yeah. You know? No, totally. It's really, it's it was a very interesting experience. I think everyone should do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, I'm super excited to talk to you because um, – We've been talking with several people about BDSM Mm -hmm. and you're interested in a couple different aspects of it. Um, So let's begin just a little bit with your history of like, you know, how you kind of started your exploration or where it started. Okay. Um, I mean, I, I don't, and I'm not sure exactly where it started for me. It was a very different kid I liked things that I think were outside the norm uh like believed in witches and fairies and I definitely wasn't the same as everybody else and um I think uh that just kind of continued throughout my life um I started watching a lot of movies a lot of um foreign films and I think you know, I just became this like really broad person at a young age. And I also became, well, I didn't become, I was very sexual at a young age. And I'm not, I don't think anything really caused that. There was never like an incident that made me that way. Um, But like, I remember seeing my first Playboy magazine. I remember watching like Girls Gone Wild, like infomercials late at night. Um, And you know, I just became that person who was like into the stuff that people weren't into or into the stuff that like 
nobody really talked about. Like I was definitely the promiscuous person of my friends in um, high school. Like they would come to me to ask questions and stuff. And so I'll just say I've always been a deviant um, and always been super sexual. And I think since I, yeah. What was your sex education like just out of (laughs) curiosity, like in school? Um, Where are you from? I'm from Orange County, California. So, yeah, just a lot of white people. A lot of white people and a lot of money. Yeah. Um, So I went to a public school, and actually um, my mom was my fifth grade teacher, and fifth grade is when they teach sex ed. Whoa. So. Oh, my God. uh, Yeah, she they actually, like, separate the boys and the girls when teaching sex ed. So she did the boys, thankfully. Um, but, um, yeah, I just had a general sex education. Okay. So they, but they did like the anatomy. This was an abstinence based. It was like anatomical and then don't get STDs. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Pretty much. I mean, I literally have like no huge recollection of it because it was just like so horrifying. You're like, oh my God, like I don't want to be in a room with people talking about like. Especially in fifth grade. Yeah. So they didn't have anything later in high school that like revisited this idea <laughs> i mean i remember i took a health class that went okay. over like STDs and yeah. stuff but like honestly i remember learning about sex through the encyclopedia i remember having like a kid's like encyclopedia but like it still like went over like anatomy and that's yeah. where i was like oh okay like this is what this is like i don't think i really gained anything from the sex ed that yeah. in fifth grade and really like I don't know. I think uh, I don't think I was really given. I, I don't know the right way to say it, but like no one gave me information. Sure. I, any information I got by, from myself, either looking online or asking other people like nobody was like it was like you're not having sex. And that's just the bottom line. Right. So, yeah. I mean, I feel like that was the prevalent sort of what they were telling to me as well was like, don't get don't have sex and then if you do don't get stds yeah. and like here's a condom and that's it <laughs> that sounds like more than mine mine was just like don't have sex yeah like, okay or you're not having sex so it's okay and you're like i am having sex and they're like no you're not but like we're not gonna talk yeah about it. no for real it was i yeah so were you having sex at a young age then uh i lost my virginity i think i was 15 Okay, so not that young. There, have you seen this show on Netflix called Sex Education? No, so I haven't watched that yet. There's this character on it that just reminded me of sort of what you were saying is she's like hypersexualized and mm-hmm. she's amazing, but she's in she writes this like fiction porn about like aliens like fucking basically and she has like all these wild theories but she's amazing and all she wants to do is like have sex and she's like this beautiful actress who just embodies this character in like the weirdest like cool way and she's very like confident about what she wants Mm -hmm. so it just reminded me sort of of what you were saying of like because she is sort of like a deviant but in this really like beautiful way of owning who she is and like figuring it out no matter like what anybody else thinks yeah. Yeah. I hope I feel that way now. I don't think I felt that way sure. a long time ago, but yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Alien sex. Yeah. Yeah. You can watch it. Um, <laughs> okay, cool. So after, like, with that foundation, then, like, how, when did you get into the stuff that you're in now? 
we've ta- uh, the Crow Academy, I know, is something that yeah we talked about before. I mean, I think I was always interested in like kind of more than just like penetration, like penis and vagina. It was like, where does this broaden? And like, I had slept with some guys who um, were more open themselves. Um, and I think, you know, I, w- I just always had an interest in BDSM. Um, I feel like I saw it a lot in movies, like different parts, whether it was like leather or I remember when I watched, um, secretary, uh, you know, there were definitely things that built up to it. And I was like, you know what, I am just going to learn about it. Like, I'm just going to do it. So I think I literally Googled, like, BDSM teacher in Los Angeles. Um, And uh, there is, uh, I was mentored with my boyfriend under, uh, or my ex-boyfriend, under Master Arcane of the Crow Academy. And, um, yeah, he basically um, taught me how to be a submissive and how to and taught my ex how to be a dominant um with that being said I realized that like my partners were interested in BDSM but like I'm obsessed like I love it I love more so like the psychology behind it and you know just the extras like it's it's like, oh, cool, I love to choke people and slap them or use a flogger, and that's really fun, but I feel like I, like, am on another level than the people I've dated. Mm-hmm. So that was a great learning experience for me, um, but in the end, um, I, like, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Um, you haven't found somebody who's, like, as interested or in, invested in the like the full scope of totally activity as you are and there's different lifestyles as far as bdsm like you can do 24 7 like slave master right um or you can just do it in the bedroom or maybe you do it in bedroom and then kind of when you go out to dinner you know there's some kind of protocol or whatnot um can you explain like what that protocol type thing is because i think that's a, a buzzword but i'm not sure yeah yeah um have you done both like do you like it extending into life or do you just like it in the bedroom i just i mean i'm at a different place in my life um and i think at that time i wanted it um almost 24 7 and now i do not um but yeah so protocol um kind of like um a dom can have um I won't say rules, but basically you have a protocol of how you're supposed to act. And these are all pre-established. So um, I would go out uh, with my dom and boyfriend at the time. And, you know, I would consult him before ordering something. Or, you know, I would only walk behind him, not in front of him. Um, I had a leather collar that I would wear um, out like at dinner um it's all kind of uh subject to the what's kind of like agreed upon and a lot of this is like you have a lot of control over as the sub like what the rules or protocol is right sure yeah i mean 
Yes, totally. Um, but I think a misunderstanding of BDSM is that like it is like either people always say like, oh, the, the sub has the most power. And really it's like a power flow between the two people. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, uh, you know, BDSM is about communication and whether it's knowing the protocol when you guys go out or when you guys go to a BDSM event or, you know, whether it's the limits in the bedroom, like it's all about talking and being honest. And um, so, yeah, I think did that answer yeah. more protocol? Yeah, yeah, sure. kind yeah. of. Um, so one of the things that you spoke about um, is masochism, which is the M in BDSM. Yes. And we haven't had somebody who's talked specifically about that. So I would love to hear like, what is that? Um, and also like what, you talked briefly about the psychology and that that's like fires you up and excites you. But um, I'm curious, like what about the psychology? Because I'm fascinated in, in this and there are certain aspects that I think sound really intriguing. But I'd love to know why in particular, like this is something you're obsessed with and like what it sort of feeds. Yeah, I mean, I can tell you about masochism and then yeah. <laughs> who knows if I have uh the answer as to why I mean I think some things fire us up and like get us like obsessive and infatuated with a subject and I don't even know if I know why anymore but I will say that as far as masochism so masochism is taking pleasure from pain Mm -hmm. um I feel like I am and growing up is very hard on myself uh as a kid like very um, self-deprecating and and whatnot and so it was almost like I was inflicting like psychological pain on myself like why would you do this like why they don't like you like why would you be this way why would you do this or that Um, and so that kind of transpired throughout my life um, with uh, like like so I was very hard on myself as a kid and I definitely had depression and then was diagnosed at 15 with depression. But instead of like psychologically like condemning myself, you know, being like, why are you this way or you suck or whatever, um, I definitely, and this is like a little heavy, but I'm okay with it, um, started to uh, act that out physically with cutting. And so um, cutting made me feel better. It was a release and it made me feel better. It was like punishing myself and not, and this is in no, no, no way to say that like being a masochist is, is unhealthy because people say, oh, like you're hurting yourself. It's unhealthy. And like masochism, like you're taking pleasure from pain, like someone's hurting you and you're, you know, but that kind of like flew off with me like I continued I loved pain I love the release you know it's releasing endorphins and it's making you feel better um so you know and I think masochism is not only just like a physical thing like someone you know using a flogger on you or you know humiliating you um you know by like some people are into like sissification and so they usually men or male identifying people dress up in let's say more like feminine girly things 
and like it's an act of humiliation like uh dominant will say things and humiliate them and i think i think we all engage in masochism in some way or another sure I mean, I was just thinking, like, not to that level, but, like, I like horror movies because they scare you and they release endorphins for that same kind of reason. And it's, like, they're thrilling and exciting. Um, Doesn't, like, for me, it doesn't go beyond that. But I can easily see how that's, like, one part of the spectrum of, like, what's going to happen, that kind of thing. A hundred percent. So, yeah, I'd love to... um, I'm just curious because as a kid, using physical violence, like, against yourself... Um, I would imagine is not a great outlet. Like, uh, I I wouldn't encourage kids to do that, right? Like, that no. is a sign of depression. Um, yes. And so as now as an adult with agency and, uh, like, aware of, you know, um, depression or other things that are going on, um, do you feel then that this manifestation of masochism is a healthy expression of it that has like, okay, so it has more control and it, because I feel like if you're cutting yourself, that is potentially like life threatening Um, that can have like major consequences. Whereas to distinguish masochism in terms of BDSM, there are protocols, there is like safety measures in place Mm -hmm. so that nobody gets hurt. Yeah. Right. Definitely. A hundred percent. And I think that's the difference. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I think that that's 100% the difference. I just feel like that kind of is what ticked my brain into being like... Sure, that was like the beginning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, some people who are masochists do uh, edge play, which is uh, like playing with, uh, like, knives. Oh, okay. Um, and then sometimes they'll break the skin or not break the skin. Um, but, yeah, it's in a more controlled setting and I think people who are engaging in in masochism in the sense of BDSM are like aware of why they're doing it why they like it what are the parameters of it um you know and yeah I I I, it's probably also why you go to like a a coach or teacher or whatever right right? so yeah I can get yeah it's more than just being like I got a knife let's do this right a hundred percent and and that's why I went to Arcane, and that's why that's kind of like the ex like the starting point of like BDSM for me is I want to know everything. I want to know each and every part, and I truly believe like you should do your research. You should talk to someone in the community, or you should seek out a mentor because um, there's a lot of ways to get hurt you right. know without the intent of getting hurt right exactly yeah. So, yeah um so in terms of like just out of curiosity because I feel like a lot of the research and therapists are talking about how BDSM can be very therapeutic yeah um and so with mental health and with the things that you've dealt with do you feel like this has helped you work through a lot of the issues that you've had or um like has it had a part in that then in this like more structured uh accessible way yeah definitely I think if anything it's it's helped me examine more while why I um like enjoy pain and 
why I do the things I do. But yeah, no, there's, I have heard tons of people who have really been, you know, it's been a healthy outlet for them as opposed to hurting themselves or whatnot. Um, I feel like I've read countless articles, especially people with trauma or. Um, yeah, absolutely. Me too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I think I think it's beautiful, but I think it's really hard and also important to find someone who. I won't say is experienced, but who understands the gravity of BDSM and engaging in those types of things, because you know, it's a serious thing when you're dealing with um, either something psychologically or physically uh, in the sense of, like, hurting or pain. Like, you just have to be really careful. Um, Absolutely. But, yeah, I think I basically am trying to say, like, hey, like, yes, it's it's helped me, like, really understand myself and be an outlet and therapy. But, like, you have to be careful with, like, who you're playing with and what extent it's not like people are like oh go running you feel better it's not like oh go do bdsm you'll feel better (laughs) i mean you probably will but you know sure it's like a yeah it's a very like cultivated environment where you curate the experience and everybody knows what's going on so it's very like like there's a road map it's not like we're just like throwing knives around and flogging and whatever i mean that sounds fun but yes a hundred percent hundred percent yes yeah um Amazing. Well, uh, was yeah, like, I guess, like, through this exploration, has there been anything else you found or other aspects of BDSM that have really resonated with you? I mean, I think it's been interesting having the experiences and knowledge I have acquired. Mm-hmm. Um, going, I don't know, gosh, like, just as I transition through life, um, I've just, you know, learned more about myself and have changed as far as like what's interesting to me and like kinks and fetishes and um, yeah. What does partnership look like for you then like moving forward? Like if like what what is your sort of ideal situation? That's really hard because I recently started dating um, and I'm seeing someone now um but I was like how the fuck am I gonna find someone who doesn't think I'm a fucking weirdo (laughs) for liking all this stuff and like I say fucking weirdo in like the greatest sense like I want another fucking weirdo to be fucking weird with me sure um but it's really complicated actually um for me because I want someone who can fulfill my needs but I also have yet to find someone really on my level of want and knowledge. And I think I've kind of had to choose like, oh, do I care if they're like super into it or do I care if they're more open-minded, you know, or what if they're not into it at all? Um, I'm looking for a partner who's willing to explore with me and be open-minded everyone has their limits and I totally respect that so it's just kind of like you hope someone is accepting of you and if they're not then that sucks and you know and then 
you said that you wanted it like 24 7 when you were starting but now you don't want that that yeah sort of protocol yeah I mean it's a lot I think when you're going for that 24 7 lifestyle it is not elementary like you're really committing to something um to live within and with that like within your day 100 percent. Mm-hmm. like I know someone who is a 24 seven slave to her master. And like, I could never be that way. Mm. I mean, I especially don't feel that way now that I've come out. I'm like, I, I'm not a submissive. Like, and I think that's what going to the Crow Academy was. It's like, oh, I want to be a submissive. A female is a submissive. I will be submissive to my boyfriend who is the dom. And now I'm like, well, no, um, you know, I'm more of a switch now and what's a switch so a switch is someone who kind of can fulfill both or roles of you know like um a dominant or submissive a top or a bottom Mm -hmm. um so I like the ability to be like no I'm gonna dominate you tonight or like hey no like you take the reins and deal with it um so yeah um yeah yeah that's so interesting that you say that like as women were supposed to be the submissive ones where yeah I don't think that's true and actually I've encountered the most masculine guy that I slept with had a lot of issue with me having any control or Mm -hmm. like really communication as well but I, I was so fascinated by that because I was like that like how how does that affect your masculinity <laughs> like i almost think it's more masculine it's almost like men who can't have pink drinks i'm like i think it's more masculine to hold a pink drink with confidence yeah you know because it's like who gives a fuck like yeah. you're enjoying a delicious beverage but um yeah i find that's so fascinating and i imagine that as a switch that makes it more challenging to find a partner then because yeah. it's not necessarily your default like what you would think of yeah I think it's I think it's hard finding someone who reaches my expectations uh if they're a switch if they're a dom if they're submissive I feel like I'm an asshole and have really high expectations (laughs) of what I think I mean I'm a Scorpio so I think what I know is right (laughs) and it usually is um so yeah it's been really hard Uh, to find someone who I'm like, okay, like you don't fulfill everything sexually, BDSM, kink, fetish wise, but like I can deal with this because like that sounds bad. Deal (laughs) is not bad. I cannot, it's not dealing with, it's accepting and loving. Yeah. Um, (laughs) This can be like, I can, you fulfill other boxes that are more important to me. Thank you. Oh my God. Thank you. Yes. That's what I'm trying to say. Goodness. So Yeah. Um, but yeah, well, thank you for sharing your story with us. Like, this has been so interesting. We honestly haven't had somebody who has been like willing to talk about this stuff, um, especially masochism. And I feel grateful that you are willing to share anytime. Yeah. And this is your first podcast, right? I know it's weird. Sorry like if I've your cherry. Yeah. Lots of, yeah, th- I have, my cherry got popped a long time ago. So this <laughs> is a new one for me. So. Yay. Yeah, that is what we're all about here. Popping cherries. <laughs> Popping cherries. <laughs> well, awesome. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yay. Yay. Molly, thank you so much. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, that was. 
so delightful. Um, yeah, it's her first podcast, which is cool. Yeah, I feel honored. It, yeah, it was. Uh, it was very interesting. I kind of, well, I don't know. I, I'm saying nothing. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Will's got the mush mouth. I know. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been a lot <laughs> of recording outros today. <laughs> keep it in yeah thank you again molly and please as always subscribe and rate us with a five star on wherever you listen to podcasts um find us on social media uh, at finding my yum podcast on facebook and instagram send us a message slide into those dms uh, and then send us an email, findingmyyum at gmail.com. We always want more guests. Um, yeah, we love you guys. Thanks for listening. Yeah, stay yummy.